Esoterica the Podcast. Welcome to Esoterica the Podcast, where we discuss the obscure, offbeat, and unusual. I'm the Mad Wanderer. And I'm Traveler Excessive. Today's episode. <laughs> Epitude. 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 This this is staying in. Yeah, we'll keep that. Uh, <laughs> today's episode is brought to us by the Big Kahuna Burger. Best Hawaiian burger joint on the West Coast. Big Kahuna Burger. For when you got a thirst. Jules. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, when you said I got an ad, I thought you were going to be more creative. What, you think I was just going to pull something out of my ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like to go with uh, fictional products created by other people. Yeah, just because fiction's in the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, the Big Kahuna Burger has been mentioned in like four or five of his movies. You know, uh, so um, that pizza place that has lasagna calzone that we talked about, they have a Big Kahuna Burger. Yeah. It's grilled cheese for buns. Hmm. I'm intrigued. Yeah, their menu's huge. I, I spent some time checking out their menu recently, and uh, I have not once been disappointed at the options. Cool, cool, cool. So, that being said, mm. um, we're going to listen to an album this week. And what album would that be? Well, we're going to be listening to You'll Be Fine by Hot Mulligan. Uh, Hot Mulligan is a pop-punk band out of Lansing, Michigan, although I don't like to call them pop-punk. I think the... Uh, genre that's put over in the corner of the wikipedia page it makes a little more sense and they go with emo slash math rock you mm-hmm. know what math rock is mm-hmm. okay then never mind <laughs> alternative rock alternative emo rock yeah according to sure. genius um so i get into them because a friend of mine and we're not like we don't hang out but somebody i know was on facebook posting about this band called hot tuna i think it was hot tuna or microwave or one of those two, and uh, it eventually I ended up here on Spotify because it kind of helped it out there. But cool. um, so we're gonna be listening to "You'll Be Fine." It's the sophomore release after their first album, Pilot. Uh, it came out in 2020. I don't know exactly when in 2020 it came out, but in 2020. Um, so there, it's it's pretty diverse. I mean, it sounds the same, but I think topical, um, topical wise, they go through a lot. Um, it demonstrates a lot more sophisticated handle on like rhythm and melody than they did in their first album, so that's pretty cool. Um, it's more complex, and it illustrates a surprising flow of powerful and emotional songs. So that's what we're going to be listening to today. So um, I have some little things from a New Noise magazine article I'll be referencing throughout the episode, as well as an interview with the vocalist Trades Sandville on Alt Press. Is there any more discussion to be had before we vote to move into listening session? Um, no, no, we're good to go. All right, so we will listen to the first track called OG Bull Sky. The pictures we had a few years ago. So the vocalist Trade Sandville says that uh, he moved away from home when he was 18 or 19. Uh, Chris was headed to college, and we both still wanted to have the band. OG Bullsky is a grab bag of old friends I've lost and family who died back home without me noticing. 
really doesn't help with coping in the long run. Stuff like this aches forever, but screaming about it for a minute feels all right. You can hear a lot of that screaming mm. in the song. So he also says, I hope others want to scream about it with us. Yeah, and I like that sentiment. That's that, mm. um, you know, that shared experience that's unique about music. Yeah. You hear that a lot in this album. You hear a lot of you hear a lot of screaming, which on the surface it just sounds like annoying. But when you scratch at it, I think there that's we like we talked about with Tom Waits. That's an instrument in and of itself. Mm. It might be an instrument of emotion more so than actual musical pleasure. But um, isn't that all that music is? It's just making you evoke certain feelings. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So he's uh. Missing people that he's died back home. There's nothing he can do about it. But sometimes yelling about it just helps. Sometimes it does. There's something to be said for that. You know, like, your mother ever say, like, just cry it out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, there's, like, the toughen up. and just, just cry it out. Like, sometimes you genuinely will feel better. Scream, get it out. Then you'll be fine. So there. <laughs> uh, so the next track is called Equip Sunglasses, which I believe is their number one song on Spotify at this point in time. So we are going to listen to Equip Sunglasses. It's good to hide, title of the song reference to a video game i'm thinking like that's an action a, a avatar would take equip sunglasses like maybe i mean there's asterisks around it so i mean yeah I it seems like, like it's a command or, yeah yeah um i think it's really funny so i'm reading the alt press interview here i don't know if you read that in here on here either but uh he talks all about stage fright and how like there's a lot of pressure to like mess up and people want to see you mess up he talks about this whole thing, and at the end he goes, uh, this song doesn't relate to overcoming that on stage. <laughs> um, but one, um, the, all right, we talk about this a lot, how I, I, I hate people a lot of the time. No, uh, that, don't, that don't like to communicate how they feel, um, and they just kind of like to judge you for things that you believe and don't like to communicate and have that dialogue. And there's a line in here in the chorus that says... Um, you take away robbery, follow trends as a hobby, find flaws in everything else because you don't like yourself. Hmm. Um, you know, you like to criticize what everybody else does that it's wrong because you can't find happiness in and of yourself, but yeah. you follow the trends that everyone else does so you can fit in. Yeah. Yeah, people don't like... Put so much of themselves on other people. Like, completely unrelated, but I didn't bring this up on the last episode, so I mentioned it because I thought it was kind of funny. Um, when I was interviewing Blixa, we were talking about his first album, and one of the reviews of it, someone had said that the, uh, the album was a good example of theater of uh, cruelty, which is a, a philosophy that came out of the, the, the surrealist movement. Um, so I it asked him if that was intentional, and because he's actually obsessed with well, maybe not obsessed with, but theater of cruelty is something that, that shapes his career. And he had never heard of it when the first album came out. It was the reviewer mentioning it that got him to learn about it. 
and get interested. And that's the yeah. same sort of thing where you kind of you put your own shit on something else, which yeah. is why I always say we discuss albums, not that we right. don't, we don't review them. Well, another thing he says in here is uh, drawing quarter a stranger. You know, it's in. I think the annotation here is good. The the edited and annotation. Torturing someone is a lot easier to justify when you don't know them personally. True, true. You know, that's why cyberbullies hide behind a screen because it's a lot easier to fuck with them when you don't have to yeah. look at them. Yeah, that's a so. Um, other side note, and Aaron and I are now um, admin and moderator of our one of the town. The one thing we bitch about on this fucking show, <laughs> the town group. <laughs> And sort of my philosophy with with comments getting reported stuff is if it's something that you wouldn't say to someone's face, it's gone. Yeah, that, that's how that's how I live my life. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm on Facebook. You know, if I'm gonna call you a douche, I will call you a douche to your face. Yeah, and chances are I won't. So I usually don't do that online. Unless hate. unless you're annotating shit on Genius, in which case go fuck yourself. <laughs> Nine out of ten times. It's good to hate, isn't it? Yeah. Popping veins and dissonance. But I am upvoting so far um, all the uh, facts about the songs in here because they have actual quotes from interviews. Yeah. Um, those are actual annotations. So so this is, it looks like this is the popular song on Spotify right now. Um, really? I, I bought this album right around when it first came out because I when I started listening to them, I think the album had just come out. And um, at that time, I was going to put it on so we listened to it for the show, but I... For some reason, we never did it. I don't know why. We switch around a lot when, I yeah. think, you know, stuff... It, this, unfortunately, kept getting cut. But this isn't... Like, I've wanted to do this for a long time, so I'm glad we're finally sitting down and talking about this album because I think the one of the first thing... I'm going to... You know, I'll take a... Yeah, we, it's our show. I don't care how long we take yeah. it. Uh, we... I can't remember which album it was. I think it was Modern Baseball. Ever since we did the Modern Baseball album, and you and I had that real good dialogue, that entire album. Like, I knew this is an album I wanted to do after that because it really has that same sort of um connection mm-hmm. uh in it and that and that you know just that raw personal feeling and um i think this is going to make the rest of this episode a lot more exciting esoteric of the podcast where we discuss whatever the fuck we feel like <laughs> uh, so anywho mm. uh our next track is is i <laughs> i love these song titles it's feel like crab so F E A L like C R A B. So there's this line in the chorus that reminds me. There's this great show um, that I used to watch on MTV. It wasn't an MTV show, but they just showed it on MTV called The Young Ones. It was a, a British um, sitcom in the early 80s. And uh, there's they always had random, random weird stuff going on. But there was this one episode. I don't know. The main characters are having a discussion, and the camera pans past them over to the bookshelf and zooms in on, I don't know, like a coffee mug or something sitting there in the coffee turns to the camera and goes don't look at me i'm irrelevant (laughs) so the the hiding deep in some depressing little hovel in the background of the show you're watching like it just made me think of don't look at me i'm irrelevant (laughs) 
well you know what's funny is when i when i read that line and i heard that line i thought about what i said last episode because we did that like 20 minutes ago yeah um, but um, <laughs> remember when because my life hasn't changed much in the past 20 minutes um but <laughs> i i feel like i'm living breaking bad like i've been saying that right <laughs> yeah right but i'm like i'm i'm a little hovel in the background of that show quite honestly and or when I say that, I don't have any. Des- I have a total desire to cook meth now. I just want you to know. Yes, yeah. mothers everywhere. But, um, no, I, like I've I've gotten genuinely like, like in- anxious watching the show. Yeah, yeah. To the point where like I need to shut it off and remind myself that I am not a meth dealer from Albuquerque. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I just get so into it. Um, speaking of so into it, um, this is ironically like how I feel twenty four seven. This one, yeah, yeah, you know, and hey, speaking as a college dropout, um, you know, so they mentioned in the interview with Alt Press that, um, you know, he says he's got nothing worthwhile on his resume, which is really not cool. Um, and we'll probably end up with a bunch of dead end jobs in garbage departments. I've spent most of my life unpacking rocks. I, I went to college for funeral service, and I didn't finish that. And I've had a lot of different jobs in my life and kind of bounced around. Here's the thing. Like, I like my life. It, I haven't gone far, um, but I've experienced a lot of different things and met a lot of different people, and I get some good stories. And at the end of the day, like, I feel that's more worthwhile. Wor- yeah. worth, worth my while, anyway. I don't know about anybody else's while, but... Well, you know, there's like the standard of expectations have obviously moved up. So instead of what, 40 years ago, not sure, uh, when you'd really just needed a high school diploma to get anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now you have to spend thousands of dollars to get a chance at a decent job that's going to pay back all those loans in a good amount of time. You know, yeah. you, you got you to gotta start in a good spot to end in a good spot. Society's weird. And... Um, so, I saw a good meme the other day, right? Uh-huh. It's it was a uh, it's um, it says when job application uh, was it job postings be like uh, must be uh, must be eighteen years old with twenty years experience. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. pretty much. You know, what I mean, and uh, it, that's just what we're looking at. You know, there's just <laughs> yeah, everyone has this expectation of what you need to be. And it's so unaffordable and so stressful that some people just clock out and can't do it. And honestly, I don't blame them. Yeah. You know. It's funny. On a, a similar note, last night, uh, Carrie said something to me about how, like, <clears throat> I don't know what we were thinking, you know, getting married and going on this adventure. And I'm like, so we've been married almost 20 years. And I'm like, you know what? Other than the fact that we're fatter and grayer and have two children... Like, we're right back where we started. When I first met her, I was working at a place washing rocks, and she was working... At the same place. At the same place. Yeah. And I left that place and had a 20-year career in health service. And, like, Carrie was working at a financial company and went on to do other stuff. And here we are 20 years later. I'm back at that same rock place. She's working for an insurance company. Um when I first met her, she was working for Liberty, and so now she's working for another insurance company. So, other than we created two amazing life forms, uh, we're, we're back, back where we were. But we had a hell of a journey, so you know, woohoo! <laughs> Makes right. me feel like crab. 
Well, feel like crab is followed up by green squirrel. Green squirrel. Green, <laughs> green squirrel in a pr- in fuck. Oh. Green squirrel in pretty bad shape. West expression that we're going to do away with is the best version of you okay there's only one version of any of us and sometimes we're on point and sometimes we're not but you know you hear people say that all the time you know like if you i wasn't being the best version of myself or be the best version of yourself fuck that there's only one version does this apply to bipolar people i've given you a lot to think about <laughs> yeah well i mean or are we talking about multiple personality? Because bipolar, it's still the same person. They just have yeah, extremes of... It's the same person, but there's different versions. No, it's the same version. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's yeah, not. It's, yeah, they're on a scale. Do we need to define version? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> you know what I thought was uh, interesting about the song is the line, uh, those nights back in 15, 15, 2015 <laughs> yeah six years like, ago like oh, which is fine i the timeline doesn't bother me but it's it's weird because you think you see songs like you know back in 69 yeah you know, 15 yep back in 15 yeah back in ought four nobody's ever gonna call it back in 04 it's just it's 04 04 04 we back. should bring back ought can it just be back in four back in four yeah let's go back and four about something <laughs> two three four one <laughs> um so either way the thing you were bitching about is best version what he says about this song right is he's realizing that they haven't been the best version of themselves for someone you care about and then actively dividing to be stronger moving forward yeah so um i do like the sentiment that they just you know creating a narrative um for themselves or somebody else yeah like, take what you want out of the song yeah and you know like if, if you're gonna go with that is what the song's about Everybody has at least once, I guarantee it, gone through something where they can say, you know, I wasn't who I wanted to be in this scenario. I wasn't what I was for somebody else, and I fucked it up. Yeah. And I think just giving a general kind of idea, whether it's somebody else's story, you can morph that into be what you want it to be. And that's what music should be. Yeah. I concur. Personal musical opinions and experiences, I should say. So no sleep till Brooklyn. What? What? Isn't it don't sleep till Brooklyn? No sleep till Brooklyn. Is it Brooklyn. no sleep till Brooklyn? Yeah. You no can tell I was born in the late nineties. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Um, well with that being said, um we have chatted about this track and our next track is <laughs> I love it. Dirty Office Bongos. Try to answer the phone when you called. I feel ashamed that I put you off for this long. Know that you will forgive me, but I can't. I started thinking it's better if I just forget.
listeners out there, stop the podcast right now. Pick up the phone. Call your Nana. If you don't have a Nana, call your mom. Yeah, call your next one. I totally get this. Like, I, I have an aversion to the phone. I, I don't know. I blame it on the years I spent as a customer service rep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just... I. I have no problem video conferencing people or meeting in person. I, I don't like the phone. And like my dad, who I love to death, I haven't talked to him in months. And uh, now I feel bad about it. So thanks, hot mulligan. <laughs> when we're done, I'm going to call my dad. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. In, I mean, don't you hate that? Like, ever since my grandfather died back in September, I... Every, I, I, I never had this point where I didn't feel like I never asked him enough, but like, I wish I could call him or talk to him, Mm. you know, as much as we didn't have that kind of a relationship when he was alive and I didn't talk to him all that often. Like now I realize how I took that for granted and I've tried to apply that into my other living grandparents and understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's stuff like sometimes there's that guilt that builds up. Like you haven't called in a while and you you feel bad about it and you know, they're just going to forgive you, but. Yeah. You still feel like shit. Right. And then time just drags on even longer. Mm. And faster. Mm. And I mean, I, I couple that in my own world. I get the ADD thing. So, like, time is very elastic for me. You know, yeah. like, if I forget to call you, that could be six months. And to me, it was like a week or two. Just. Yeah. I have that uh, S U B T R A C T thing. <laughs> <laughs> Time keeps on slipping, 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 slipping into the future. Mm. So this next track is called Analog Fade, New Boob Sky. Every time I see it, um, I don't know why, but there's, uh, we listened to Brand New, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, They have a song on a different album called uh, Sick Transit Gloria Gloria Fades. Okay. Which is a long title. So every time I see Analog Fade, for some reason, I just think of that song. Um, has nothing to do with this at all. So, anyways, let's listen to Analog Fade, New Bull Sky. So another person, oh, you side behind the curtains. I hear you fighting colleges. Go find your Californian friends. So it's all hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting, you know, so I, I find this sometimes, like, when you need to have a, a one-on-one with your significant other, like, there's a lot of shit just bouncing around your head. And right. Sometimes you react emotionally to what they may say. I think there's something to be said for, like, putting it all down, writing it out. Yeah. So I'm thinking about this song, right? And, and the way that I interpreted it, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I have... You've read that same annotation I have. This didn't happen, but he was afraid, or this she's going to go to grad school mm-hmm. and leave him behind. You know, so it's almost like this. There's this obsolescence of the relationship that is that is imminent. Yep. Um, and that's the dread. And it, would would you say that that's inaccurate? Yeah, yeah. Based on what you've read. So 
with that being said, right, I think about my last relationship and I had a similar conversation because that person was going to go to school and going to go live there. And I put a timeline on it. And I said, odds are we're not going to be together. Hmm. Be, no, that's that's not going to happen. I'm not going to break up with you. Never. No, I, I, I know for a fact you're going to go there. It's a different atmosphere. You're going to meet new people and leave the people behind that were in high school. And I'm going to be a part of that. No, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. Well, guess what? We're not together anymore, are we? Yeah. And I never did see her go to school. So I totally understand that, right? Um, if you need to go, I understand. But see my perspective what I'm losing again. you know. And I tried to be that thing. It's just like, if we're going to break up, it's, it's fine and I understand. But I need you to understand that it's not going to be that easy for me either. Yeah. So recognizing the inevitable um but i like what he says here uh it still doesn't help so much with dealing with that feeling but i guess knowing what i'm afraid of is a start Mm -hmm. so uh, i think that's a good way of looking at it here too is i understand what my fear is and and when i think about my scenario i it's almost like a fomo sort of thing the fear of missing out and the fear of being alone and i understand that in and of myself so it helps me kind of figure out how i'm going to be a better person to other people and interact that way in a way that's not going to be so just self-destructive. Mm-hmm. You'd be the best version of yourself. You should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, a lot to think about there. Um, this is followed by We're Gonna Make It to Kilby. Now the house falls You know what my favorite line in here, though, is? Mm-hmm. Vacant rooms leave traces, f- long trails to places far from home. Yeah. Mm. So everyone's moved out. Yeah, kind of with the uh, line, um, I kept what you left, all the blankets and cords you don't need anymore. Like, I, mm-hmm. I was in the basement earlier today, and I got boxes full of cords to shit. I don't know what. <laughs> like, the things are probably long gone, but I still have the cords. You know what, um, you know, it's in a weird way and in in a less emotional way. Um, This is how I feel when we go down or at camp, we go down to our site Mm -hmm. and you just like my brain and I'm sure yours does this too, can rebuild the campsite from every single year that we've been there Yeah, and just every single thing that was going on at that point. And, you know, it's kind of like that fade to then fade to now sort of thing, you know, um, it's hard it's being the, the the one left behind to turn the lights off. Yeah. Yeah, when everybody else is gone. Right. You know, um, no more new faces burnt bridge complacent. You know, it, it's weird, and I've been thinking about this the other day, um, you know, and um, my grandmother, I love her to death, um, but she keeps asking me if there's any women in my life because I think she realizes she's getting older and would like to have great grandkids. And... Uh, there's something weird about that, but the same answer I keep having to her is I'm like, um, there's kind of an international pandemic going on. It's kind of hard to meet people right now. It is. Right. Um, 
th- and there's a lot to unpack in all the stuff that I just said, but there's a, yeah, no more new face and faces. And also, you know, like I talked a lot about this relationship I, I was in and obviously I like uh, to an extent, I'm not completely over it. I am way better than I was <laughs> almost a year ago. Um, but to a certain extent, there are things I've burnt a lot of bridges um, because of that. And with a lot of people that I thought were my friends, um, but I've kind of come complacent with the fact that that's where I am. No more new faces, burnt bridge complacent. That hit me that way. Hmm. Zoe comes into the studio and makes me happy, though. She's a good girl. Hey, Zoe. So on an unrelated note, and I just want to, I'm going to mention this for posterity. Um, the U.S. Space Force, which is a thing. Yes, it is. Has narrowed the reentry of the Chinese rocket um, between 9 and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They won't know where it lands until after it's landed, <laughs> which isn't exactly useful. Um, but they they have uh, computer projections have shown that if it were to re-enter the atmosphere at exactly 10:04 Eastern Standard Time today, it would likely be over the northern Atlantic Ocean, which puts us in the cone of probability. So, just in case we are obliterated by a falling Chinese rocket uh, within the next five hours know that um aaron truly wanted to give his grandmother great-grandchildren but there's a well, fucking pandemic if, yeah <laughs> and if that comes down then uh neither her nor i will be alive so right then it's <laughs> nobody's problem <laughs> anyways our uh following track um is i think my favorite track on the album uh as i said to you off mic i wasn't gonna say it, but i guess i am it's it's a little it's a, you know, I'm not going to say it exactly the way I said it before, but it is emotional. Hmm. We are going to listen to it. Dig oh, in. I'm just reading the interview yeah. excerpt. And it's dark. Yeah, digging in. Does your father know that he fucked up his kid? Mm. Well, I mean, you know, that behavior comes from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope you um, cut your limb from the family tree. Um, you know what line really bothers me? And I don't know necessarily. I guess. Actually, no, I do. I don't explain why. So the line that really bothers me in this is, um, and her days get harder with your ghost aches from a bed in a college dorm. Hmm. What I hate about that is I can picture it. Yeah. I can picture a scenario where that goes down. And it is uncomfortable. And that's the whole point. The song is supposed to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uncomfortable to think about somebody you love or know going through that scenario. Unfortunately, I can't think of one person in my life that's a woman that I've been close to that hasn't gone through something like this. Mm. You know, big or small, severe or not. Yeah, you know, women have good reason to be afraid of men it, it doesn't mean that every man is bad but there are a lot of women that have gone through bad things yeah. and it is extremely unfortunate 
and it makes me uncomfortable. It doesn't make me uncomfortable necessarily because like, oh, you know, all women think that all men are this way or things. It makes me uncomfortable for them. It makes me uncomfortable because it, it shouldn't happen. And I think somebody like me, it's just not characteristic to sort of go in that mind frame of somebody that would do something so horrible is uncomfortable and out yeah. of character. But I, I hate to quote the uh, great shithead Louis C.K., but... The I, great shithead Louis C.K. <laughs> I think he had a line that's uh, like, the number one cause of death for women is men. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a good imagery. Uh, the goat, like, because... You know that trauma lingers. Yeah. You're you're haunted. Think about when something traumatic in general happens, right? Like there are certain places you can't go without being reminded of whatever happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I, still to this day, like there's certain places in a town that I won't go to because I used to go with somebody I cared about that hurt me and it devastated me. Like it's just I won't do it. Yeah, you know, and it's and what's even worse is if it's something. I mean, I get this is less specific, but imagine it's your own bed and you can't even sleep at night because it's in a place. Mm. You know, yeah, everything you do is in, tainted and informed by this. Fuck those people. Yeah. Fuck those people. So brave the girl who says something, so all the creatures like them fail in hiding. Um, with that being said. Um, we can move on to our next track, which is SPS. Ironically, I used a program um, one of my first years of college called SPSS. Hmm. <laughs> I don't they have anything to do with each other, but anyways, SPS. Interesting. Grinding your teeth in your sleep till your jaw hurts. Do you do that? I I do that. No, I don't. Um, but my ex-wife actually developed TMJ um, from grinding her teeth. And surprise, surprise, it was a symptom of the stress of living under constant lies. Yeah, we, um, we talked about this, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I got triggered. It's a good point because we were talking about um, the Fairview. And that was the episode where God talking to you was more that, right? Yeah. The, the yeah. physical effect. Tempo mandibular joint, TMJ. Yeah. Which is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's usually because something is awry. Yeah. That happens to me a lot when I sleep. I, I, I went to the, um, where I'm saying, I went to the dentist and they said to me, like, you're your jaw is huge. I'm sitting here and I'm like, thank you. And they're like, no, that's a bad thing. <laughs> that's a bad thing. <laughs> it's not a compliment. I'm like, oh, thanks. No, no, no. Don't be happy about that. Um, but anyways, here's Wonderwall. Um, so they say in the song, um, this is again, Tades, Tades, Tads, Taddies. Trades. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the dude. Misspelled. Yeah. yeah um, so uh, he says he thinks he was a bad roommate. Um, it's just a specific guilt that he hadn't felt before, like when you forget your laundry in the machine and someone else has to uh, clean the work clothes, and it becomes your fault that they're late. Dealing with that feeling of seeing that person every day, knowing 
they know you've fucked up. SPS is what they might have thought of me. Mm. So, you know, what other people, a lot of, and we talked about this earlier, like well, a lot of what other people cast about themselves onto you is is bad. Also, blaming other people for the shit that happens in your life isn't good either. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I don't know how many times my, like, for example, you know, we wake up in the morning, um, I wake up late, like, you know, I need to be to work at 7.30, it's 6.40, I need to shower, but my mom's getting in the shower at the same time, and I, this is more, you know, when I was like 18 or 17, and I'd get mad at her for getting in the shower. Yeah. Because like... because I fucked up, right? <laughs> you know, I was the one that sleeped in late. Just like, what are you doing? I'm supposed to be in the shower this time. There's no checklist. There's no appointments. Yeah. You know? But it does seem like, I, that's the thing with waking up late. It's like everything, it gets compounded. Mm-hmm. Like, just the fact that you got that extra 10 minutes of sleep now, everything is going to go wrong to make you later and later and later. Cause... So, I, ironically, in this is the class that I... I struggled in is microeconomics something I'm going to reference in there we talk a lot about about what the what the marginal benefit is of something what is the benefit you get from doing one more of that that activity so whether it be you know hitting the snooze button another time or another 10 minutes of sleep or something like that what is the marginal benefit you get and the way that you determine whether you should do more or less of an activity is whether or not it equals the marginal cost think about that scenario the benefit of you getting some more sleep or doing more of a shitty thing, right? Does that outweigh the cost, which I think is what he talks about here, the cost of doing those things, what other people think about you. Yeah. You know, if those things are equal to each other, then you're doing the perfect amount of those things. That's the optimal activity for any individual. Mm. I failed that class once. <laughs> I retook it a second time, and I still don't know if I've passed. And that's what I pulled out of this. I'm a little surprised. Well, you learned something, <laughs> so. Uh, man. Anyways. I think we're going to move on to the next song. To the next song. Backyardigans? Um, is it back? I, I have Bickyard. 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 Backyardigans. Hooray! You're better off in the clouds as we remember when i realized that adults don't know what the fuck they're doing they're just making <laughs> it up like everybody else yep that was a bad day yeah it, yeah this is the weird thing about our relationship right you know how you know more than i do but not on everything yeah at the same time you don't know any more than i do because you're still just figuring this out. Yeah. Um, and, that, and what I mean is life, right? Yeah. Um, your, your wisdom is based off of your yeah. experiences. I, I always like to think that when somebody's older than you, it's not necessarily that they know more information, right? We talk about the wisdom aspect of it. It's just that they've seen and done more shit, yep. you know? And the way that you react to that is what makes you more quote-unquote wise because you've handled that before. Think about exactly what a vaccine does right or exactly how your body fights an infection it has a list of all the different things it's seen 
and knows how to fight those things. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what getting older does. You've been through shit before. Yeah. And you look back and you're just like, well, I know how to handle this again. Yeah. You base your reaction off of, off of what you've of your seen experience. Yeah. Exactly. And I guess what learning stuff versus, you know, the, what you experience is just being able to apply that to scenarios mm-hmm. or a better outcome or, right. Or hopefully be able to deal with something that you haven't experienced before. Um, so he says here, right? You know, life is super difficult and the only time we could actually not care about anything and just send it was when we were kids playing in the backyard. Yeah, because then yeah. it's somebody else's problem. That's really the thing about growing up is all the shit that goes on. Like now you have to handle it. When I was a younger kid. Uh, I remember going over my friend's house, and I'll tell you who it was off mic because you you know this person. But I remember going over my friend's house, and I was in the backyard. We playing. It was raining out, and I ended up getting my foot caught in mud. My sh- foot came out of the shoe. The shoe stuck, and now my sock is covered in mud. I slip, I fall. I'm covered in mud. Mm-hmm. So I'm like a five, maybe seven year old kid. Um, it's covered in mud, and I'm having a great time, right? Because why mm. not? You slip, you fall, you're covered in mud. Who cares? You know, you're seven. Yeah. Um, I go to go into the house, and I will never forget the look on this kid, this kid's mother's face of pure horror <laughs> of me covered in mud. Um, and the whole, like, I'm going to have to call your mom. You have to clean this up. And this whole panic attack that follows that because I am a mess. To me, there's no responsibility. I'm just covered in mud, and it's freaking great. Yeah, hey. I had a good time. She's freaking out because she has to now deal with the aftermath like an adult. Yep. So. Yeah, to be a, I mean, not even to be a kid again, but just to, to have somebody else to worry about that right. shit so that you don't have to. Last thing I'm going to say about this, and um, we've done this a lot in Scout. Actually, maybe we haven't. So, uh, the you know the spaghetti thing? The spaghetti um, challenge or whatever they do. You have a marshmallow and a spaghetti. There's a bunch of strands of spaghetti. You have to try and build a tower to support the marshmallow. Okay, sure. So it's a team building activity. What you do is you you get, I think we thought we did it at troop meeting, but you get a bunch of things of spaghetti. I think you get spaghetti tape and and a marshmallow. And your job is to build the tallest structure that can support a marshmallow at the top. Okay. So when we do this activity, usually... um, you have a lot of teams that fight with each other and whatever, you know, they just try to get a good idea or what, but they just, they, they build something and it typically fails. It typically sucks. Um, at the end of it, we do a little debrief about the activity. And one of the things they always say is that the people that the, the group that always does the best of this activity is kids because kids are not afraid to turn around and turn to someone and say, your idea sucks. That's a horrible <laughs> thing. And we'll go and do whatever they want to do. So I'm thinking about it like as a as in a scout's perspective, right? If we did it with all the scouts, the older scouts would actually suck at it, and the new kids would do the best because they have no problem telling the other one to go f off. Mm. Um, in here, you know, you don't care about anything. Your friends being stupid, you're stupid. Yeah, you know, and that's why it hurts so bad at first, right? <laughs> but the reality is, is that in a team setting, that works really well. Yeah. Anyways, it made me think about that. It's a it's a cool activity to do. It's um, I'll have to look up the name of it, but. It's a spaghetti activity. Well, and you know, all going back to this whole thing about uh, being a, a kid and not have to worry about things. I think all we're teaching kids and scouts is 
to deal with the consequences of um, your actions right in a safe I would argue and correct me if I'm wrong that scouts is just a vaccination of life yeah you we are pre-preparing you by exposing you to some of the things that you might experience sooner than you may I just got signed out of Zoom because it's currently being used on another device. Hmm. Well, we can um, discuss our options with that once we listen to the last track called the song formerly known as Intro. They made the right call, um, not having this as an introductory mm. song. It does make a good coda. Yeah. What I was laughing at, because I didn't realize this until now, and it actually, it, it, it makes me feel better as a songwriter. Every song except for this one on this album is in the same key. Mm. And I always feel pressure as an artist that I need to try and change it up and do different keys, but... Like, you don't have to. It's your album. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you do whatever you want, you know? man. I think always is this expectation. I, you never want to be the person that goes, oh, you just have the same songs over and over again. But I think what they did good about this album is that even though a lot of the songs did have a very similar, if not the same vibe a lot of the time, there was some other message going on than just like, when you set out to write an album, sometimes you think there's a message of an album, right? Like there's some sort of thing going on there were different scenarios in every single one yeah some of them might have flowed into each other a little bit but at the end of the day we didn't run into just like a breakup album you know there's a lot of self-reflection in here yeah and I, I like that the um at least in the interview they kept sort of um that's sort of self-deprecating attitude where like i don't know if it's the best thing to do but it works and i'm yeah. like well that's all you really need if it's working for you right well, and the right I, track. that's why I like the, the title of the album, right? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know, because yeah. that is, in essence, what the message of the album is, right? At a whole, the self-reflection is, I've gone through these things. Like you said, it works. You'll be fine. Who cares? You know, this is the stuff that gets you to that wisdom stage that you understand how to deal with different things in your life. So. Yeah. Know. It. it it always makes me feel better listening to this song because it makes me understand myself as a person a little bit better because when I try and break down other people, I can better break down myself. And um, especially now, you know, I, I just finished my junior year of college. I got one year left. In less than one year's time, I have to be employed by an employer and have a real job and, like, start life. And it creeps me out. So I'm trying to change myself into the person that I see myself as so that I can be the best person. I can't do that if I don't reflect. Yeah. Everybody should do that. I would concur. Self-reflection is a mm -hmm. thing. So, 
there. I said it. She uh, he put it down. <laughs> so this was Hot Mulligan. This was You'll Be Fine. And that is our album for this week. Um, what I've been doing every week is popping this up on Reddit, usually, and you know having a discussion about the album. So if you are here from Reddit, by chance, checking out this episode, um, I do encourage you to go on to the thread that you found this on and engage in a discussion. Let us know what you think, because the stuff that we talk about on this episode, we're just a couple guys that discuss albums. I mean, our opinions of this are not saying whether or not the album is good or not. It's just how we feel about it. Yeah. And I want to know how this affects you and how this makes you feel. And we, we tried, I tried to do that for all of our episodes. So if you can find any other ones on these band subreddits or even our own, have the discussion, throw it out there. I want to know what you think. So there. Yeah. Because we're not in a void here. We're not no. operating in the vacuum. Um, so that's it for this week. Next week is going to be interesting. Um, this is kind of sandwiched in between two interviews. Uh, last week we interviewed Blixa. Next week, uh, we are going to be interviewing, again, Fat Boys and Little Men um, for the album Something Could Be Nothing, which uh, comes out, I believe, next week. Um, so we are going to talk to them, I, and I forget the actual date, so um, it could potentially be ahead of the release, but if not, uh, we're going to be chatting with them, which will be a lot of fun, again, to do. Yeah. It'd be nice to actually have them on the, the podcast proper, because we did... Um... Right. We did a live stream with them back in the days when we were doing live streams. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, we did their album, but um, you're right. We haven't actually had them yeah. on the show. Um, but that episode, the, the live stream is up on our YouTube channel. So, um, you know, when you go to esotericofthepodcast.com and check out our additional content, that's one of the things we put. Um, everything's on our YouTube channel um, for sure. And uh, if you haven't... If you haven't listened to the other Fat Boys and Little Men episode, I highly encourage you to do that before next week. Um, the reason being, um, I've listened to their new record, and a lot of it is is newer versions of the songs they've done, and it, you really have a respect for how much they've grown if you've listened to that. So I, I highly suggest you go back and listen to our other episode um, so you kind of have a working knowledge of those songs again, and uh, come back in. I would you know really, really enhance your experience for that episode. So definitely check out the episode um i think it's just called fat boys and little men Mm. Um, so go check that out well that's all we got for this week um be sure to check out esoterica the podcast on facebook instagram whatever twitter i think we have or various social media platforms yeah or if you don't feel like searching for it go to esoterica the podcast.com and it's all there it is one nice little neat box with all of our um blog posts about all of our episodes yeah check out our past episodes yes. maybe something uh strike you fancy <laughs> so until then stay esoteric